Hello, I'm Gillian Bowen, Public Affairs Manager at Chartered Accountants ANZ or CAANZ. This is Small Firm Big Impact. There's super powerful tools available. So I want my team to embrace that. We can use that to not only improve our productivity, but but we can use that to improve the relationships we have with clients. If we can write better emails that are explain, we are explaining accounting terms in a, in a more simple way, I think it can, cre- can create a great client experience too. So there's that component, but then I'm worried about the confidentiality, about uploading things, my, well, my team uploading things that they shouldn't to tools like ChatGPT. So for me, it's balancing that of how do we set the guardrails? podcast giving you and your clients the up-to-date information you need to do your jobs. Each fortnight I share resources, tools and expert advice provided by CAANZ and a range of people across our profession. So make sure you're following the pod in your favourite pod app and if you've got an idea for the show, email podcast at charteredaccountantsanz.com. Today, my guest is Meryl Johnston, CA. The topic, accounting and AI. But through the lens of practice owner to practice owner, member to member, what's going on out there right now and how are members using artificial intelligence or dealing with it? Meryl Johnston, welcome to Small Firm Big Impact. Hey, it's great to be here. Now, I do like to get my guests to do their own bios. It saves me from getting something wrong. What's your expertise? I'm a chartered accountant, started my career at BDO in audit, had a little bit of time in commerce. And then about eight years ago, I started my own firm, Bean Ninjas, and we do, we specialize in the e-commerce vertical. So we do bookkeeping and accounting for e-commerce brands. I'm also part of chartered accountants, ANZ council in Queensland, Mm -hmm. and I've tried to be active within the accounting community. Okay, great. All right, this is good. So we're going to be able to pick your brain effectively, I think. So what does tech in an accounting practice look like right now? If I look at my own practice, I think there's the tech stack that you need to run your practice. Beanages started as a remote firm, 100% remote eight years ago. And so we needed to have a cloud-based tech stack where we could communicate with the team, have access to files, communicate with clients all remotely. And that was built off the back of zero. We now also support QuickBooks. So there's the practice management tech stack. And then there's the tech stack to support clients. As I mentioned, where we work with clients in the e-commerce space. So we have a very specific tech stack around using zero or QuickBooks, A to X to bring in data, Dext, HubDoc to capture information from bills, Gusto for payroll in the US. So there's the client-specific tech stack as well. It feels like the tech is getting smarter and smarter by the minute, by by the day, by the month. Look, with that in mind then, let's talk about some of the tools you use and why. Okay. Well, I'll do a little bit of rapid fire. Just to, I'll list out a, a few tools that I use. Well, that's and right. We've we got a time limit. In. So you're right. That's a good call. Yep, yep. Love it. We can dive in and explore any that, that you'd like to. So I use, for, for meeting minutes, I use a tool called fireflies.ai and that records a transcript 
But what I find more useful is it creates a summary and then also pulls out action items. So that's, I like that for myself, but also if I want to share the meeting with the team. Another tool is called Descript. We use that for the podcast and you can edit within the software, just it's text-based. So you can just delete the text that you want to remove. But the bit that I like is that if I mess up a sentence, I could AI will replace my voice with a couple of words. So I wouldn't use it to record an entire podcast episode, but it does save me having to go back and re-record a sentence. So, so it can, it can, it regenerates your voice. Correct. Wow. Continue. (laughs) A tool that a lot of accountants might be familiar, familiar with is expert. So that, that tool has a, it's got a huge, huge range of use cases. One that I like with my audit background is trying to prevent fraud and it can flag if there's been a change of bank account details, for example, with an employee or a vendor. And that is typically a common way that someone would try and perpetrate fraud. So it can give you an alert to quickly capture that. It might also bring up an alert if you're having a transaction that doesn't have a receipt attached uh, that's that's over the threshold. Where do you think... AI could be more helpful in the accounting space? Well, if I look at the use cases at the moment, I've, I've given the one accounting example, but most of my use cases are related to marketing. I'm using, I, I didn't mention chat GBT. That's probably a big one that, that a lot of accountants have probably played around with a little bit. And to me, most of those use cases are marketing related to help me write an outline for an article would you recommend a headline, uh, improve what I've written, help me write a, an, an email to a client about a fee increase. So a lot of that is to do with either marketing or communication. But where I see, or what I'd like to see is, is having this embedded into the tools that we're using. So we use Help Scout to email our clients instead of having to open up chat GBT to say, hey, could you please write an email? I, I still use matters when I'm writing to the AI. Um, me me <laughs> please, too. can you do me, this? Me too. I do that. I think maybe it'll be kinder to Love me it. if I'm kind. Love it. Yes, yes, continue. So if I have to open up a separate program and then give the AI prompt and then copy it back. What I would prefer would be to open up Health Scout and have that embedded within the tool. And I think that is starting to happen. I I watched a video this morning from Canopy, which is an accounting practice management tool, and they actually have ChatGPT built into their emailing program. So you can give some prompts and within the practice management software, you can write or draft that email and then change the tone to make it more friendly or more formal. But to me, that, that that's one of the biggest improvements would be to have it embedded within the tools we're using rather than have to log into Fireflies to for the meeting minutes or lo- open up chat GPT to solve this, solve a particular problem. Mm-hmm. And look, let's get into practice management in a tick. I just thought it's worth explaining what chat GPT is just in case people Mm -hmm. haven't heard of it, which I'm sure they have, but just in case they haven't, or perhaps they haven't used it. So it is an online tool. It's currently free. It's powered by AI tech. That's essentially a chat bot. So human-like conversation responses, which explains why Marilyn and I are saying that we feel that we need to be kind to it. So you can type in a question, like say you would on Google, but it answers you like you're having a conversation rather than just presenting you with a list of website links. And you could also ask 
basket to help you write an email, as Meryl suggested, or code or a speech, shopping lists. It'll debate big ideas with you. And it uses information from the internet, websites, books, news and more to generate its answers. But the information that's been loaded in there, uh, there is room for error because it only has information in it that's up to the year 2021. But beyond questions, you can also put in your own information and then ask it to analyse what you've pasted in. So I'm thinking if you've pasted in confidential company information and, and then asked it for a summary, it will summarise it. Um, and I mean, I, I've, I have to admit, I did get a bit of help from zdnet.com and a wonderful article that they've written up on chat GPT to help me explain that in a way that will uh, help our brains come along for the ride. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And it, it's also worth keeping in mind that the program and one similar to it are constantly evolving. So thinking about then if you had, I guess the best way to describe it would be an in-house chat GPT function, how would that work when it comes to practice management beyond just generating an email, Meryl? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I might just expand on a couple of use cases with chat GPT as well mm. before answering that broader question. I think you've given some great examples of how it can communicate backwards and forwards with you. It's like chatting to, to a human. I think it's better than Google for searching for something because Google, you search and it comes up with a lot of biased uh, posts that have been ranked someone's been trying to rank them for SEO purposes so that it feels like there's less bias in the answers that are coming through. And you could you could use it for things like looking at a, a list of unreconciled transactions. As accountants, we often are dealing with that. What What's this purchase? What's that? You've got the merchant name, but not much else. You could put that into ChatGBT and, and it can it's give examples of, of what that could look like. So it's very powerful. But, but when we think about practice management, I, I think back to, to what I mentioned earlier about having it embedded within the tool. And so there's different elements of practice management. There's the billing side. There's the conversations that you're having with clients. There's all of the file storage. And at the moment, tools like ChatGBT, you can't actually post or ask them, ask it to read a PDF or ask it to read a Word document. You have to copy and paste that information in. But I imagine in the future that all of that information that's captured within your practice management, the files, the documents would would be able to be read and then you could ask questions. So instead of having to ask a client and ask multiple requests of the same thing, you could quickly ask, have we requested um, this lease document from the client? And it could reply back to you, yes, um, Jason asked this on this date and it's stored here so that you don't have to ask that client again or uh, this piece of work is out of scope, has the client paid for it? And you could probably ask, the, the AI could get back to you to say, yes, we've received payment, it's fine to go ahead and start work. And all of that would be within the practice management system rather than these disparate systems. I should add a disclaimer, I'm no AI expert. I've been playing around with it myself. So I'm describing what I would like, um, yes. not, not necessarily with the technical expertise, expertise to know uh, when that might be possible. Well, or, and, or if it's- and that's the point of having this conversation because I'm sure there's lots of um, members listening along who are having these conversations conversations already and that's why I thought well it's actually worth speaking to someone who's in a practice and going well how are you dealing with 
at the dealing with this at the moment as it's evolving how are people within the practice saying hey have you heard about this have you seen this we should get this what are the next steps here well i can share the next steps that I'm thinking about with my practice. So on the one hand, I want my team is super power. There's super powerful tools available. So I want my team to embrace that. We can use that to not only improve our productivity, but, but we can use that to improve the relationships we have with clients. If we can write better emails that are explained, we were explaining accounting terms in a, in a more simple way where we're using the make this, use a more friendly tone so that we're always communicating in a nice manner. I think it can create a great client experience too. So there's that component, but then I'm worried about the confidentiality, about uploading things, my my team uploading things that they shouldn't to tools like chat GPT. So for me, it's balancing that of how do we set the guardrails so that we're learning and experimenting without doing anything that puts client confidentiality or our firm's IP at risk. And so something that I'm, I'm actually running a training session with my team this week around productivity. And part, part of that will be around AI and some examples, but also training around, well, what not to do. So with, with the example I gave before of explaining or helping chat GPT, GPT, helping to describe what a merchant transaction is, don't put the client name, don't put the date of the transaction, just give the minimal information required to answer the question. Mm, and it sounds like then that there's uh, room or the need then for practices such as yours to be writing a policy on how you do and do not engage with generative AI. Absolutely. And I'm not there yet. So I, we don't have a policy yet, Mm. but the first place I went was to an accounting Facebook group to, to start chatting with other other accountants about how are you solving this problem? Do you have a policy? Actually, I I back up. The first thing I did was put that into chat GBT. What should I, well, I actually, found it quite generic in terms of things like not inputting confidential information. It, it was not very practical in, in that case. So I'm hope, hoping that I can get some advice from other accountants, which is a bit more practical and specific about what you can and can't put in. I know CAANZ has a, a guide that they've written that it has some useful things. I think it's probably more directed at big firms, big the big four mid-tier and also big business, but there's it was still interesting reading reading that report as well. Well, and what I'll do is I'll whack that in the show notes. And that's the whole point as well as this of this conversation is literally just to have a chat about what it is that's going on out there right now. What are people experiencing? What have they learnt so far? Let's all start a conversation so that we can talk about it together and come along for the journey because it's always ever evolving. And with that in mind, I did want to give an update because there's obviously members listening along who'd be wondering about the impacts on education in particular when it comes to the CA process program which Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand runs of course and we've actually communicated with candidates about where they can and can't use chat GPT. We've told them that after some testing of the capability of chat GPT on existing CA program assessments we're confident that the authentic and applied nature of our assessments will ensure that AI alone will not produce a pass grade 
And further to this, the use of AI in completing an assessment must be appropriately referenced and failure to reference will give rise to a plagiarism case against the candidate of academic misconduct. And for assessment in the form of invigilated online exams, AI applications will not be accessible or permissible during the exam. And as an organisation, CAANZ has been looking at the productivity benefits, but also the risks of using generative AI and whether its use is in line with IT policies, which we're updating to reflect the governance controls around the permitted use of generative AI, such as prohibiting the uploading of confidential and sensitive information into AI programs, such as chat GPT. So it's an evolving situation for everybody, not just a accountants. And Mary, we've talked a little bit about this already, but are there any other sort of um, alarm bells that we haven't mentioned that you think would be going off for accountants using tools such as these? I think it's mainly around the confidentiality side of things. So being careful about what you upload, knowing that that might be used to train the model and you could be giving away your IP. So I think that's the main concern. I mean, probably the other, if you're an accountant, speaking specifically to accountants, is just making sure that you stay on top of technology changes. This is a huge change. It's powerful. And invest the time to play around with it. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could just be an hour here, an hour there, but make sure you invest the time to learn a little bit because it could really help with your own personal productivity and that of your firm. Yes, the productivity aspect of it and helping increase what it is that you can achieve in a day. And that then makes me think about that idea of there has been a lot of chatter on LinkedIn about AI replacing accountants. What's your reaction to that? No, I I think it's a nice tool that we can leverage, but I don't see it replacing us. I mean, some of the AI experts may may say to me, well, I'm not obviously understanding the power, but to me, it it feels like, yes, it can help us. It's a tool we can use, but it's not going to replace us. Mm, I don't think so either. Well, and that's what you'd hope I would say. <laughs> All right. So we've got, there's a few, there's a few action points really from here, isn't there, is to familiarise yourself with the conversation, check out some stuff that we've got on the website and from your perspective, um, Meryl, what else do you think is is kind of the next step from here? Yeah, I think it's educate yourself, make sure that you've got a policy or some guardrails if you're giving your team access to AI and then learn, learn, learn and explore. Um, related to that, in preparation for this podcast, I did a whole bunch of research and have been playing around with different tools and I've written up some of my notes and they'll be available over at the Lifestyle Accountant show. So feel free to to read that, but also feel free to reach out to me. I'm really interested in this space and having conversations with other accountants about AI. Great. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it's a conversation we're all having right now. Tech, it's incredible to think how things have changed in what really feels like a few short decades. That is all we have time for. Give the podcast a follow in your favourite pod app. Engage with us on LinkedIn. Feel free to get in touch if you have a topic you want covered. The podcast has an email. Podcast at chartedaccountantsanz.com Let's start a conversation. We've definitely started one ourselves. Thank you, Meryl Johnston, for being my guest on Small Firm Big Impact. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.